Hello and welcome to another episode of Father and Joe. I am Joe Rocky, here with Father Boniface Hicks. And Father, I want to discuss something today that might be more down the realm of communication and maybe not so necessarily about directly about the faith per se, um, as sometimes the way that uh, we discuss it. And many times you can see this in, in conversation where someone will ask someone a question the other person will give a response that is literally not the answer to the question, but the asker of the question is completely satisfied and they got what they wanted. So um, that obviously is a breach in communication and not accomplishing it, but both people walked away satisfied. And then there's situations where um, you're not satisfied. You, you, you feel like someone was avoiding your question because they didn't answer it or they answer something incorrectly. And being in sales, basically my life is coming down to asking people the right questions and answering um, the, the questions. It, it's a lot of communication in my life. So um, there are times where I have to delineate between what is this person actually asking me and what do they want to know? And, a lot of this is just experience because when you're doing things a long time, you kind of know what people really want to know when it's their first experience with this. Um, you know, when they're a first time home buyer, they have different questions that are matter to them that are different in life that when they're a renter, it's just the way it is. And having done this enough, I, I have been there enough to understand that. So I kind of wanted to use this space to discuss when, People are trying to ask something and they just can't figure out how to say it correctly. How essentially the, the priesthood realizes what you're trying to ask and, and what actually should be coming across and where our thought process should be and what the right questions are. Um, and with you having an extensive knowledge of being a priest and helping people with spiritual problems... Um, as you have been doing with me for years, trying to figure out, as you've said many times, I think what you're trying to say is X. Um, and you guys have countless episodes of where you can go through and see examples of that. I wanted to just kind of highlight on what you feel some of the big ticket items are where people don't really know how to articulate what they're trying to say um, or for various reasons. Um, mostly it's they just don't really know what they're supposed to be asking. That's been my experience in my life. And, you know, I wanted to, uh, to, to give you a chance here to articulate that because I think it's something that as we're dealing with the basics and especially going off our previous podcast, how we ended it there about how we need to have a little bit more explicit advertisement that we're doing some things with Jesus here as we're living our, our lives in, in a virtuous way. Um, you know, how, how can we ask the right questions and, and then also answer the questions the way that they should be asked? Um, well, I appreciate your humility, Joe, and, uh, and, and your affirmation in terms of our podcasts. And um, I'm not sure that if it's actually a function of the priesthood, per se. Uh, I, I spend a lot of my day meeting with people one-on-one -on -one and getting to know them and understanding what's going on in their hearts individually. Uh, and I think that's uh, that's part of why I may be able to do that a little bit better than uh, 
the average person. I just get to know a lot of people and uh, hear how a lot of people are struggling in their spiritual life and the kinds of questions that they have. And so I can usually uh, bring some things together. Uh, but certainly priests are formed to be and are educated to be experts in the spiritual life. And so we ought to have a pretty good sense of the landscape and therefore in regard to the spiritual life and the, and, and the moral life related to, to that should have a good idea of what is important and then the kinds of places that people are falling short and may need some additional guidance and encouragement. And so in that sense, I think the, the, the priest as a spiritual director, which every priest should be in a, a very specific sense or in a general sense for a, a parish or whatever, is uh, someone who should know what the paths are of the spiritual life and so the ways that we go astray. And it wouldn't be different. You're that guy in the housing uh, market. You know, I mean, if I have a house question, I'm going to give you a call. I don't even know what question to ask exactly. I just know I got this thing with my house and you're like, well, is it a, you know, you got some water leakage? No, no, it's uh, it's like uh, there's a draft and uh, oh, you got to, you know, anyway, you know how houses are put together and you know the, the list of things that uh, it might be wrong and you can guide me to even asking the right question or identifying the right qualities. And, and so in that sense, the, you know, the priest or, uh, and priests are professionals they're not the only people just like you are a professional house person, but um, my dad's pretty good about that stuff. You know, he's not a professional, so I wouldn't want to exclude expertise from other areas. And all of us in a way should become professionals of the spiritual life because that's really important for us. Just like we should become professionals, experts at human life and relationships. And these are a lot of things that we're living in because we're human beings. Now, again, I, because a lot of people come and talk to me because I'm a priest, I have a lot of relationships with a wide variety of people that normal people wouldn't have. And my, the focus of my conversations is always on these things. And so um, that's obviously going to give me some natural advantages in, in being able to explore some of the pathways of, of the spiritual life of our relationship with God. So, um, so it's a great blessing and I'm, I'm grateful as uh we said when we started out this podcast, uh, your questions are probably a lot of other people's questions. And so um, without trying to second guess what everybody's questions are, if you're just sort of honest about your questions and if you're just uh, saying the things that are on your mind, then our conversations are probably going to be useful for a lot of people. And uh, I think that's that's worked out very well overall. And we've covered a lot of uh, really interesting things. And talked about a lot of things that I, I think are also very practical. The, there's a real value to the conceptual framework in any area. You know, it's, it's good to have a, a whole list of things in your head about how houses are in general. Um, but for most people, they only live in one house. And so they only really need to know what's happening in this house. That's what they really need to be experts about. And that would be true for us about our spiritual life, too. We, we don't all need to be experts on everybody's spiritual life. We don't need to all have the whole conceptual framework of how, how these things are put together. Um, but it can help as well. I mean, any, any house owner benefits from knowing houses in general and then can apply that to his own house. And so I think uh, we, we benefit from uh, 
knowing some of the conceptual framework. And of course, you and I have to talk in those terms to a certain degree, because I'm not just talking about your spiritual life. I am trying to talk in more general terms in ways that people can apply to their own lives. So, so I think it's a, it's a real blessing. You know, we, we might ask the question kind of related to our conversation the last time where I just sort of rephrased your question about, do we just do what Jesus expects us to do? And the answer is yes. I mean, the basic answer to your question, of course, you know, I can't answer anything in basic terms uh, by just saying yes. Uh, and I just rephrased the question to help us approach it from a different perspective, which is how do we find human fulfillment? And, and how do we respond to the deepest desire of our hearts? Uh, how do we seek eternal happiness and those things that really matter to us the most? Well, live the way that God lives. And then we went from there. Um, in a, uh, a similar way, now I lost, uh, lost my train of thought. We were going along real well there. Um, in, in, in a similar way, trying to figure out the way that we uh, phrase the questions or the things that we ought to ask or, or pay attention to is, uh, you know, it's, it's a benefit that, um, oh, that's what I was going to say. So why, why doesn't God just tell us these things individually? I mean, why, why have a priest? Why have an expert? Why have these conversations? Why require all these podcasts and homilies? And why, why do all of that? Why doesn't God just tell us directly? And in one way, he does. I mean, he gives us that revelation in Scripture. He gives us a teaching magisterium to help us interpret that Scripture. But he also wants us to make this journey together. He doesn't want us to make this journey alone. He wants to have a personal relationship with us. And that's indispensable. Everybody needs a personal relationship with God. Our, each of our relationships with God has a uniqueness to it. But he also wants us to do it together. He wants us to help each other. And so um, I'm fulfilling my vocation by helping. You're fulfilling your vocation by asking for help. And we actually support each other in that. If you didn't ask for help, I couldn't help you. And then I couldn't fulfill my vocation. I can't play my role if you don't play your role. And, uh, and, and that goes for you and your relationships. Sometimes your relationship is to be providing this. Well, as you're doing through this podcast and the questions you ask and the people you talk to, that's part of your role is also to share the faith, but you couldn't do that if there weren't people who needed you to share the faith with them. And so we, we really do make this journey together and we really do need each other. And um, we should never feel ashamed that we need help. Just as we should never feel, uh, we should never exclude ourselves from helping other people. And so that's really, I think a beautiful picture of how everything is supposed to unfold. And, uh, and I'm grateful to you to be able to have these conversations. There are many things that I haven't really thought about until you ask me the question. And that helps me to think about it. And it helps me to live it better because you asked me. And, uh, you know, likewise, I think, uh, well, anyway, I think we can all identify with that experience. There are a lot of answers that we didn't have until somebody had the question. Yeah, I, I certainly agree with that. And the, your mind gets open in, into different pathways. Um, and, and you, you're right. Um, you know, once you do something long enough, you, you, you tend to know where the direction that people tend to, to want to go is. And, um, I, I, in, in many regards, I have a, an extra advantage because when we're specifically talking about houses, I can look at something and see it. Um, you can't really look at your relationship with God. You, you can look at someone to an extent, 
um, and how they interact with each other and go, okay, those guys have a, a functioning relationship or, whoa, there's some problems going on there. And you can just kind of see that with, with people at a distance. Um, but you can't really see that with God. So what, what, what I wanted to, to think was when people bring, like, what are some of the specific common questions that people bring to you that just normally are articulated wrong? That like literally what they're asking is not what you answer, but it's the question they actually meant. Um, because I think that, as you just said, when we think about these things, it opens up thought processes to questions we might not have other thought. And then they take us to other directions of better and, and, and you know, prudence, better thinking of how to deal with these problems. And so I wanted to go into some of the specifics of. What are people bringing you and what are they actually meaning when they, or what are they actually trying to ask when their words are fumbling as I'm doing right now? <laughs> um, well, I want to just first uh, playfully push back a little bit on, uh, you said, uh, when it comes to a house, I can see it, you know, but you can't see uh, uh, the load bearing on the house. You can't see the force of gravity. You can't see the the wear and tear over time. You can't see, there are a lot of things you can't see, but you know them. Uh, now you've seen some evidence of them, but, but we do see, so this is, this is where our, our psyche and our bodies are the expression of our soul. Uh, now it's not a perfect expression. We have some disintegration. And so uh, our, our bodies do fall apart eventually and there will be a rupture and that's what we call death. But um, but they do express something, you know, we, we see in our bodies, you just smiled and I know something about what's happening in your soul because I saw that smile. So we do, we do pick up those things from the outside and that's the same is, you know, true to a certain extent with houses. You, you don't necessarily dig into all the foundations and you don't dig into the walls and look at all the plumbing and the electricity, but you know, what's back there because you know how houses are built. So uh, now, again, it's not a perfect analogy. The soul is more complicated than a house. But um, at the same time, there is there is a real analogy there. And, and we start to get to know what's going on under the surface in one thing by living in our own house, right? That's, our, that's always our starting point. We get to know our own house. We get to know our own soul. We get to know what's happening inside of our own body to a certain extent. And then we start to extrapolate and we learn things from other people. And um, so, you know, what are the what are the questions? And, um, you know, the really, the really uh, most meaningful questions are things like, am I loved? Does my life matter? Is my life going somewhere? Are there good things for me? Um, you know, th those kinds of questions. What, what happens after my death? Uh, what happens to the after the death of my loved ones? You know, th those are the really, really important questions. And, and we do well to come back to those uh, regularly, really, to, to see how, you know, we can come up with philosophical answers to those questions. There's a right answer for the question on the exam in Philosophy 101. But how do I apply those questions to my life? Do I know that I am loved? that I am infinitely loved, that I am unconditionally loved? Do I know that my life really matters, that it's really valuable? Do I know that uh, it makes a difference that, that I'm here? Do I know that I have 
a personal vocation, that, that there's something that I'm meant to do on this earth that is specifically for me and that nobody else can fulfill? Uh, do I know that there is a, a loving God who awaits me after my death and that he wants me to live with him forever? You know, those are, those are really important questions that we need to come to terms with. And, and it can be scary to look at those things. But a lot of times that's the sort of thing that's under the surface when, when people are talking to me. And one of the things I can do for them, and this is a benefit of also being a representative of Christ, and I am that in a very visible way, as well as people who know what the priesthood is, they trust that. But I can help them to feel valuable and loved and feel like their life matters and that it's going somewhere. I can speak that truth to them. And I can also, by giving them attention, listening uh, attentively and valuing what they have to say, exploring their experience and thus helping them to value their experience as something that's worth exploring and uh, encouraging them when they admit that they've fallen and they confess their embarrassing failures, uh, helping them to feel God's mercy by communicating that through my own person. And, and I do that in a particular way for people as a priest, but you also do that, or you have the potential to do that, Joe. And so do so many of our listeners in, in regular interactions, you know, you can, uh, and now the, the, the average contractor doesn't become vulnerable to you in the way that a penitent becomes vulnerable to me, obviously, but there are real moments of grace in the context of your work, that somebody fails and admits it, that that somebody tries their best and you see that it's not the best that you hoped for. When you can see that you're really working well with somebody who is, um, you know, has their own inadequacies or maybe loses their temper from time to time, but you're able to be patient with them and help them to feel that 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 flaw doesn't condemn them. Um, you're able to see the good that people do and affirm it and make them feel like, wow, I am good at this and my life matters, that I can do something well and that that makes a difference to people. So there are a lot of those human interactions that, that speak into some of the most important questions, questions that, again, we often don't formulate. We don't ask ourselves these questions out loud and we don't ask other people these questions out loud, but they're the things that are boiling under the surface and the things that are really important to us. And we have a chance to answer those questions in an experiential way, not just with ideas, but with a real experience of feeling loved, meaningful, forgiven, uh, that there's hope for me, that my life has a purpose. We can help others to feel that way. And at times in the day, we can really take hold of, the, uh, of when we feel that way, when others have said something or we have been able to do something that we think, this was really valuable. It's good that I'm alive. I have something to offer in this world. And, and those are really powerful experiences. And on that note, thinking about it is incredibly valuable. I, I don't want to, to discount that because as you go through that process, your experiences are drowned into it. Um, and, you know, you can, can think things through and get a couple more steps down field into the depth of your question and, and figure something out. So, you know, in, in my world, it can be, why is this floor over here slanting? And I can go through um, almost a checklist in my head of, of what are the common things that cause this to happen, cause this to happen. 
well, they all seem like they're working. So what is what are some other options? And it digs you deeper into this. So obviously there's there's a lot of big questions you just asked there. You know, am I loved in in, in as being a a chief one there is being well when I love other people, how do I show it? So therefore, by the way that I'm showing it, how should I expect it back to me? And then is that reasonable to expect that? Is what I'm doing outwards reasonable? And then these types of expressions, are they correct? Are they incorrect? Um, and, And those kinds of thought expressions of going through that really do lead you to, uh, to deeper answers and, just from a mental process works. Um, I mean, obviously, as you said here, I do it with a lot of, uh, you're doing it in the spiritual realm. I'm doing it more in the construction side of things and in the sales side of things and things like that. But the concept and thought process itself still works very well. Um, you know, last episode, we started with it, with you going through that process of, of going through what, what the correct question is. And it's something that, um, I'd invite everyone to do as we're moving forward throughout this week to to think of something that, as you said, you have importantly, but it's bubbling under the surface and to dive into it. And we all have that natural thing of it's uncomfortable, so I don't really want to do this. Um, you know, the, 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 the fear of I've never gone down a water slide that, that's this big. Do I really want to do it? And there's this panic in your chest that you don't really want to do it, but then someone behind you just yells go. And then you just, next thing you know, you're halfway down the hill. Um, and it's a good thing and, and, and things are better off for it. So spend time doing it, do it in a quiet place, um, with preferably less physical stimulus around you and the answers will come to you. And that's a, uh, another form of prayer as we have discussed many times throughout this, uh, the life of this podcast. So we thank everyone for being with us here throughout the course of this episode. We will be with you again here next week. And as always, please continue to, to rate and share us on whatever subscriptions site you are using, uh, especially if you're using one by Apple. Uh, please either, get, especially give us a review, but if you can't even do that, the star rating is very valuable as well. Thank you all, and we'll be with you again next week.